Welcome everybody to another episode of Beyond the Ink. I'm your host, as always, because I'm the only one that does this. I'm kidding. Matt Valdez, here to you, entertain you again a little bit, um, but today I have a wonderful client who shouldn't really be here, I guess you could say, with all the things that have gone on in your life, like uh, broken neck, like a yeah. couple things, you know, yeah. uh, but I'm glad you are. Hey, so, me too, thanks. This is Megan Rahal, and um, we are working on a cool side piece. So you might see a little grimacing, you might <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, what we're gonna do is just kind of talk about life, life and- Liberty and the pursuit and of happiness. Exactly, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So without further ado, tell me, dear, how'd you get here? How's this? Uh, how did I get here? Where, get here? life? Like life, no, I'm kidding. Like not. Arizona? Like Arizona, yeah. I was, I grew up in Oklahoma. Nice. And then I went to college in, at Wake Forest in North Carolina. Then I went to graduate school in Nashville at Belmont what'd you, University. What'd you go to school for? Occupational therapy. I have my doctorate degree in occupational therapy. Very cool. And that's where I met my now husband, who is also an occupational therapist. Nate the Great. Nate the Great. <laughs> and then we, used to come out to Arizona all the time because mm -hmm. my parents have had a fun little home out here forever. And in Skitsdale? In Skitsdale, yes. Right. Snotsdale. Yeah. And <laughs> we love it out here. We hate the cold. So we moved That's back true. to Oklahoma for a couple years after school and then decided we wanted to be in the heat. So here we are. So here you are, in the heat. In the heat. It is Work, still really hot. Working as an occupational therapist. Yes. Now you work with children, Yes, I'm a pediatric occupational therapist. Very cool. I work with kids with all kinds of different special needs. Okay. Probably half my caseload is kids with autism. With autism? Where you yes. Startism. <laughs> hey, thank you for telling me-ism. I just didn't want to like you know, no, it's stab fine. you without... I appreciate it. Without, I appreciate the uh, warning. warning. <laughs> um, <I'm> stab done. <laughs> yeah, so probably like half my caseload is kids with autism, but okay. I see quite a few with Down syndrome, different genetic chromosomal abnormalities, okay. um, a couple with cerebral palsy, and then quite a few of mine actually have just kind of random brain abnormalities, like different kind of encephalopathy, things called lysencephaly, polymicrogyria, all these different kind of Say rare and different brain <laughs> issues, but yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun and it's a lot of hard work. So what made you want to get into um, occupational therapy? I love kids and I actually, or in terms of pediatrics, that's why I wanted to go to pediatrics, but OT, I actually didn't even know what it was until I was halfway through college. But I thought that I actually went into college thinking I wanted to do nothing medical. My dad's an orthopedic surgeon. Mm -hmm. And so I like took like very basic science class my first semester and then was like, ugh, this is dumb. So but he didn't, he didn't want you to. Oh, he didn't really care. But I was like, eh, I don't, I don't want to go into anything medical, anything science related. So then I, for some reason decided, actually, I kind of think I might want to do physical therapy. But then like anytime someone would ask what I wanted to do and I'd say physical therapy, for some reason it sounded weird to me and I didn't know why. And so then one of my friends was actually get planning on going to OT school and 
she was like, you should look into OT, just kind of as a joke of like, oh, ah, I'm doing it, you should do it too. But then when I read about it, I was like, I actually really like this. I should do this. Because it's way more client-centered, way more function-based as opposed to just the like exercise rehabilitation aspect of it, which that is part of what we do too, depending mm-hmm. on what setting we're in. But there's it's a lot more purposeful and meaningful and kind of addresses like the whole person that you're with as opposed to so it's I'm just gonna get your arms stronger yeah yeah you're you're now helping them with life yes helping them be as independent functional successful as they can be given their deficits or any of their situations yeah very cool very admirable thanks how long have you been doing that uh for a little over four years oh wow yeah that's a and I've always worked with kids. You've always worked with kids? Mm-hmm. And yeah. my husband works actually with older adults in a skilled nursing facility. Mm-hmm. Who's your Who's your favorite person <laughs> that you work with? Do you ever like... Oh, gosh, I have so many. Do you get favorites or do you get like... We're not supposed just... to have favorites. True. But I, I totally do. So um, allegedly... Who's allegedly. <laughs> honestly, it, my I love all my kids. Mm-hmm. Majority of my favorite favorites are ones that have kind of more rare diagnoses or ones that are kind of more physically challenging. Those are my more my favorite kind of things to treat and work with. I like how you said diagnoses. Diagnoses, yes. <laughs> and like we've had a couple, I've seen a couple of these too that they have random like seizure disorders and the seizures can't be controlled Mm-hmm. by any kind of medicine really and so they end up doing a total like hemispherectomy where they take one hemisphere of the brain out completely those i've recently are... heard about that yes so i've actually we have what are i've seen a couple that? um it, it actually I mean... so you would depending on when you get it done mm-hmm. most kids it would be done pretty early on um mm-hmm. All of them tend to have deficits on the opposite side of whatever hemisphere is removed okay. but overall for some reason, our brains are kind of amazing and they can adapt to it. And they, like, a lot of these kids can do things that you would think they would not be able to do given that they don't have the side of their brain that controls that. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that they can talk when they don't have the side of their brain that controls language. That's it's nice. like the other side of the brain kind of makes up for it, which well, you know, makes me think we really know nothing about the brain because we know what area primarily controls things, but yet somehow the other side can... figure it out yeah Yeah. and not saying that it's like perfect and you don't still see that they have like delays and deficits but it's pretty amazing that it's able to adapt like that well yeah i mean the human body itself is kind of crazy i mean is just absolutely fascinating i studied anatomy kinesiology physiology um all the ologies. All the ologies. <laughs> and uh, I was just fascinated with like how our body works and how moves. How our body works and moves. Mm-hmm. Plus, having you know things happen to me throughout my life where I probably shouldn't be here at yes. least a few times over. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Um, you know, I, my body said, "Well, we can fix that. Yeah, we, we can do this." Because I don't like medicine. I, I really. Yeah. I don't like any type of, you know, drugs. Putting or, chemicals into your body. Yeah. I mean, other than ice cream. But, you well, know, yeah. Even then, I try to stay more natural because 
Briars. No, I'm kidding. Briars. Um, <laughs> Blue Bunny. Yeah, Blue Bunny. Absolutely. So, but other than, you know, than that and occasional Chinese food, because, you know, <laughs> MSG, um, I try not to take drugs and do, you know, anything like that. But my body tends to say, well, we can figure it out. We can figure this out. And let's go ahead and fix you up here. You know, quit your bitching. We'll be fine. Right. We'll be fine. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is very fascinating when it comes to um, what, what we can withstand, but at the same time, like, what we can do, you know? Like, right. Like you said, with, uh, with the little ones, you know, that, no, say that again, it's a hemisphere. What? Hemispherectomy. Hemispherectomy. That's actually pretty cool. I mean, and a lot of times they will just cut the corpus callosum uh-huh. and kind of almost deactivate that one side of the brain. They won't take the whole thing out, but all the kids that I have seen with it have had the actual whole side removed. The whole side? The whole, the whole hemisphere, yeah. Wow. So that's cool. So you got a whole bunch of doctors in the house. Yep. Now, your parents live in Scottsdale? No, they live in Oklahoma, but they come out here quite a bit. Oh, okay. Once my dad retires, though, they're planning on coming out here. They'll venture out here and become yeah. what we call snowbirds. Snow- well, no, they'd be year year birds. Year birds, that's true, because, I mean, I can handle the heat. That's fine. I can handle the cold. That's fine. Humidity, ugh. Humidity is gross. Yes, it is. Yeah. We'd only lived out here for like six months, and we went to a wedding in Austin, Texas in the end of May mm-hmm. that was outdoors. You. And uh, we got off the plane at like 10 o'clock at night, and we were like, oh my gosh, what is this? I don't know. I, I, can't, <laughs> I feel like I can't walk. I can't move. <laughs> when I, when I uh, fly out to Texas and visit my clients out there, and as soon as I get, you know, all my stuff situated, and then I... I find my lift or rental car or whatever the case may be, you know, I'll drive and I'll have my sunglasses on and then I get out and they fog and up. They just fog right up. I'm like, yes. What the hell, man? <laughs> yes. Like just, yeah, it's, it's that bad. So that's, that sucks. So today we're doing this open book pages kind of scattered out a little bit. I'll show everybody after, um, but uh, it's got flowers coming out of it, and yes, it's a it really cool piece. I like it. I, you know, designing it, was, I thought it was really cool too. And and I'm curious again why about the story. Yeah, like why? What's with the book and what's with the flowers? I mean, the flowers don't have as much of a meaning. I just really like little flowers, yep. and I've always. Every tattoo that I've looked at that has little flowers I've liked. But mm-hmm. the book, I literally love to read. I've already read 50 books in 2019 Jeebus. at the moment. Yeah. Um, I literally just, that's like what I would do all day, every day if I could. But obviously I cannot since I have a job and a life. But And a husband. And a husband, yes, run. who likes to run. But during that time, I can sit at home and read. No, that's um, Yeah. As a, so you're a big bookworm? Yes. I tend to read like silly young adult fiction. What's your favorite uh, 
book series? Or... Oh, jeez. I mean, I love Harry Potter, of course. Harry Potter, of course. Of course. Um, I really like a lot of like the classic books too, though. Like Jane Eyre. Even though everyone hates Jane Eyre, I love Jane Eyre. Um, there's a couple other like fantasy kind of authors that I read a lot of, and I constantly am like looking to see if they have anything else out. But who was that? Who was one? Uh, Colleen Vanderlinden is one. Then Laura Thalassa. They're like ones that like I feel like a lot of people haven't heard of, but mm-hmm. if they people have, then they love them. Yeah. Um, it was like me with Christopher Moore. Um, not too many people knew who he was. I have never heard of him. See, it, it, he's he's kind of a fictional fantasy writer, you know, and um, it uh, like he writes these. They're pretty easy reads, but they're that's yeah. But they're fun, and that's the kind of stuff I like. And there's a lot of shit talking involved, but at the same time, there's a lot of uh, it's a good story, um, and it's it's a good read. Like it's it's just entertaining. It's very visceral. You can yeah. You definitely know where. Uh, <laughs> you definitely know where you are um, in his books, and um, I like those. I like I like them. And it was funny because uh, my cousin was. And I didn't even know this. She was the editor or worked in the editing department for the publishing company. That he, he was one of their writers. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. And so we were talking at, uh, I think it was either her wedding or, my co- or another one of my cousin's wedding. And I was telling her that I was reading this book from Christopher Moore. She's like, you know Christopher Moore? And I <laughs> That's said, funny. not personally, but love his books. So um, she she was like, oh my God, he's one of our writers. And I said, by one of your writers, you mean? She's like, yeah, for our publishing house. And, That's really cool. And I, she goes, I can get you his books. I was like, what? Well, that would have been great. Had I known. Had I not I don't already know, read them all? Five years ago. Yeah, right. exactly. Because I already bought them all. So I'm like, and I've already read them. And they're they're really good. I'm going to pull you back just tiny bit like that. Because um, you keep running away for some reason. Oh, I don't know. Huh? I don't stabby, know. Stabby. Run, run, run. Um, I know you're not even the runner. Nate's the runner. No, I, I was slow. <laughs> I was slowly leaning. And you're slowly like, yeah, boom, walk away. Um, that's funny. So, do you read or have you read like all the Twilight series? Well, yes, of all course. All that good stuff. This came out when I was in high school. No shit, you're young, dude. I'm and old. actually, the books were actually. I thought they were okay, and then the movies came out and they were terrible. But. Everyone always gives everyone you crap for you Twilight. You didn't like the movies? Well, no one liked the movies. Toy Tards. Toy Tards. Yeah, I, truth be told, I read the entire series. They were just easy. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I like to read, too, because I can read it at night before bed, and I'm, like, not feeling like I have to pay a thousand percent attention, and yeah. I can fall asleep and be okay. If I could make one... I don't know edit. what I want to call it, edit, or yeah. Make their skin not sparkly? Correct. But not only that, you know what's funny is, you know, my generation, vampires were like the Lost Boys. You know? Right. Um, Kiefer Th- Sutherland. I said yes. That. I said that with a list. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, yes. And, you know, they were badass, long hair, bite the heads off of people. Right. Well, that's why and this one is different. Exactly. Because they meant- but they're not. So check this out. Okay. They're not really that different. I'm very analytical. You know that. Yes. So I went back, and there's a scene, fun fact for everyone who didn't know this, there's a scene in The Lost Boys 
where they find their lair, they find their hangout, and they're all, who are we going to stick first? And they're like, stick the little one first, you know, first one, whatever, first kill. So they stick Marco. Bam! And he starts going ape shit and spewing shit all over the place, yes. right? All this blood that has been in this guy's body spews everywhere, okay? And then they chase them outside. Kiefer Sutherland grabs onto the one, one of the quarries and burns his hand in the sunlight, you know, that little beam of sunlight. Yes. So then he's Because always the beam of sunlight. So then, then they, they, pan, they, they, they zoom in and he's crying, you know, the vampire cry. <laughs> and so I was like, fuck, that's the first one. But then they get out, right? Yes. They're in grandpa's old convertible and all of the guys, all the Corys, both Corys and the other frogman dude, and they're fucking sparkling. No. Every single one of them. No. Our vampires sparkled too. Yes. No. Look it up. I don't believe it. Go watch Actually, it. Actually, I do believe it. And then but... leave a comment below saying, Matt, you were right. You were Our right. Our vampires You're sparkled right. too. Sure. You're always right. <laughs> and it sucked because I was like, our vampires, albeit had longer hair and, you know, were, were more pretty. Badass. You know, like, but they were badass. They were, you know, rugged. They rode motorcycles. But they sparkled. Ugh. Who knew? Tear. <laughs> Man. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The one edit, though, as far as the sparkling blood and all that other good stuff, I did not like the fact that she used the word incredulous so much. A lot. Holy crap. A lot. A lot, <laughs> yes. Her and writing was not the best. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer, I love you to death. There's That's a couple cool. other authors like that that I'm like, I really like this story and I tolerate it, yeah. the writing because of that, but. Like Stephen King. I never have read Stephen King, so. Oh, okay. So I don't I, like to be scared. I, I, I like it because, you know, I read one of his books, um, it was thinner a long time ago, and I read it, and I felt so sick to my stomach. I shit you not. I felt like I was, bleh, you know, <laughs> and, and it was great, you know, <laughs> because that's what a good book should have. It should have that. It should. You know, feeling of you're going to feel gross after this. So as far as, like, the vampires and the stories and everything else, <laughs> the Stephen Kings of the world and... um. No, I'm very, I do, I'm, I'm, a lot of people don't know it. I, I, I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. do. I, you know. Though most people know that about me, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't, I didn't think you were that nerdy, actually. Uh, um, you hide it. I'm saying, not saying you have to hide it, but you're hiding it pretty I'm well. A, I don't know, which is funny, because I don't even feel like I'm one of the, like, closet nerds. Like, I'm. Like, you're pretty. Pretty blatantly. Pretty vocal about. Yeah. The amount of nerdiness. Not that there's anything wrong. Oh, I have being, no problem with it. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, you have to be kind of nerdy to, one, want to uh, <laughs> learn as much as you, I mean, go. Yes. Because you did how much schooling? How many, how many years of school? Uh, four of do? college and three of grad. Okay. And was it, did you ever, like, do anything on the side or was it just all in terms of what in terms of like we're uh, working well yeah as far as working. I worked at a teacher store in at Nashville 
And I coached gymnastics. Oh, you did? Coach I did. Gymnastics. I coached gymnastics when I was in college. Nice. And then after college, I went home for that summer and coached at a little gym. Not little, actually. Mm-hmm. A gym that was started to kind of support the like lower income areas in Tulsa. Okay. And the girls were amazing. And actually, a couple of them are still like at the gym and one's going on to do college gymnastics and it's awesome that's really um so you were in gymnastics i did i did gymnastics for 14 years 14 years i did good lord and is that that's when you broke my neck broke your neck yes (laughs) Um, i did broken neck so yeah i i'm not very flexible and people will try (laughs) and tell me oh you had to be flexible to do gymnastics but that is not true I could do a lot of things that they just didn't always look right. Um, like then, a Valdez? Well, I could not do a Valdez. Which is funny because I just learned today that there, that is, there is a, a gymnastics, gymnastics move, move called a Valdez. Actually, it may even be a dance move. Ooh, that's cool. Like, yeah, anyway. Do the Valdez. <clears throat> uh, it's okay, definitely not that intense of a move, <laughs> so I'm not letting that go to his head because right. it's like not that hard for most people. But <laughs> for toddlers, yes, on balance beam, I my dismount off beam, I do like a round off and then flip off the end. I did it for four years and I was scared of it every day of my life. And so, I've missed my feet quite a few times okay. on the end of the beam and landed on my head, but like, Ouch. whatever, I was just used to it. And then this one time I did it and I like stood up and my arms were kind of tingly. Oh, no, and then I like sat back down, and my coach usually would like make me immediately get back up and do another one so that I wouldn't be scared of it. And this time she didn't. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, wait, um, wait, how, what? So, that, yeah, yeah you I, I like, snap or you no, some of my friends try and tell me that they heard a pop, which I know is not true. And I think that they're imagining all of this because nothing popped. Yeah. But uh, they like, my coach checked out everything and I could move. But then I went to the locker room to like, yeah, I stood up, went to the locker room to try and take my leotard off to, like, yeah. put my shirt on, and I couldn't lift my arm above my shoulder. Oh, damn. And so I was like, oh, I thought it was my shoulder that I hurt. Yeah. And then, rather than, you know, calling ambulance or anything, my other gymnastics coach drove me on a really bumpy ride in his truck to the hospital. Oh, damn. Or to my dad's office, not even the hospital, my dad's office. I was going to say, because your dad. Um, my dad, yeah. yes, is an orthopedic surgeon, and he wasn't home, neither was my mom. They were both actually in Arizona. And what does your mom do? Uh, plays tennis. Oh, okay. Uh, shops. <laughs> She's orthopedic, orthopedic, orthopedic surgeon's, surgeon's wife. wife. <laughs> yes. Um, but so they weren't even in town. But we went oh, to his yeah. group, and so we went to one of the doctors in his group, and he had told me, oh, like from the X-ray, like maybe it looks like there's a little suspicious area. Let's get an MRI. So we went and got an MRI, and then he looked at it and said, okay, well, like. I had a broken neck. He no. said he actually came by that night to our house. We'd known them. They actually went to medical school together, this, a bunch of doctors in my dad's group. Uh-huh. And he came by our house and was like, you might have to have surgery on it, but we're not sure yet, blah, blah, blah. So I went to bed thinking whatever. Then around like 10, 30, 11, my mom called me from like the halfway point of when they like Oh, so they or, were no, they yeah, they were coming home that day anyway. Oh, okay. And she called and said, "Don't eat anything after midnight." And I was like, "Why?" She's like, "Well, you're having surgery in the morning." And I was like, "Uh, what?" So 
it took me a long time before I actually would even say I broke my neck. I don't really know why that. Were I was you, like, no, I just tore some ligaments. Were you embarrassed of breaking? Your I neck? have no idea. Did no, you, I walked around it, with a neck brace on. Like I could only be it, so embarrassed. I was gonna say, was it like? Because uh, it sounds. I don't know. I guess it sounds weird. I was 15. Oh, but okay. so yeah, I tore the ligaments between my fifth and sixth vertebrae, Ooh. cervical vertebrae, and then ruptured the disc in between those as well. And then my fifth one slid a little more into my spinal cord over my sixth one, but mm -hmm. somehow didn't actually cause any problems. Cause any, yeah. Um, my left side is still weaker, and I still have some like residual pain that shoots down my like left shoulder and stuff. But yeah. for the but most part, it's pretty okay. But they had to do surgery. I have a scar from it. You probably can't see it. It's right there. Maybe a little bit. Perhaps. Yeah. A tiny bit. Yeah. And I have a metal plate. And yeah. So you have a metal plate. I do have a metal plate in my neck. Do you, uh, so you have to no no doesn't bother you when you go through airports no or? i knew that was what you're gonna ask too because that was the first thing i asked because i wanted it to be one of those like i get to carry a social card but no oh it's not that much metal apparently not <laughs> and i like, know oh, oh. like literally yeah, 15 15 year old megan was like don't i get to set off the alarms no <laughs> i don't um so yeah then i clearly stopped doing gymnastics wow but i still follow it obsessively you know, kind of sucks, huh? <laughs> That's the moment of, yeah, Matt, I don't like you right now. <laughs> nah, I still like you, kind of. But I still like you in a way. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe less of, you know, when I first started, but. Right, yes. Yeah, that happens. Tends to happen until you look at it and go, oh my God, this looks amazing. Or, I really hate you after that. I still hate you even yeah. more. Not good. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That's not the I'm putting my trust in you because I can't see it. I know. I love when that happens. Um, we're doing pigeons, right? Like, yeah, big, gross. One big dove. Have you ever had to tattoo a pigeon? Surprisingly, no. Uh, well, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Who wants a pigeon? I mean, you never know. There are people. I guess. Anybody want a pigeon? Anybody spirit animal a pigeon? Comment down below. I would love to do that because uh, I want to know why. That's why why do you want a pigeon tattoo <laughs> i mean i could i could understand most birds right they're like um hummingbird kind of hummingbird or a, an eagle you know something unless there's cool. some symbolic meaning like someone passed away and the first bird to land on their like tombstone was the a pigeon careful with talking with this arm so after the broken neck yes was it hard to like, I mean, how was recovery? It was actually not terrible. I had to wear a neck brace for eight weeks. Oh, wow. And the, all my friends, though, used to walk like purposely right behind where I couldn't see to where I'd have to turn my whole body <laughs> to like look at them. It was really mean. Bastards. Um, and you were 15, so kids are little shitheads. Yes. Anyway, so. And then, of course, I got the neck brace off the day after school. Was out, so like all our like end of the year pictures and everything. I had it on. Right. Super fun. Um, you had then, the neck brace for your pictures? For like into the year. Oh, beautiful. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're all giving an interview through a side piece is awesome. <laughs> um, 
So after, okay, so. So I wore my neck. I didn't actually do like physical therapy or anything. No? I mean. No, I but didn't. But your dad's a. I know. Occupational. But I didn't have to. Or occupational orthopedic surgeon. I didn't have to. All right. Um, yeah. So they were never scared that like you would slip and fall or do something? Well, yeah. I'm like still today not allowed to do a lot of things. I do. But like. Like Especially roller like roller coasters, co yeah, yep. like roller coasters, go mm -hmm. tubing and skiing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know that all too well. <laughs> Unfortunately, car accidents, yes. not fun. And uh, and you fell down the stairs. Um, yeah. So you're married. Yeah, mm. we've been married for almost four years. Almost four years. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. How did you guys like? You met at college. No grad school. Or grad school. Okay. He so, was a year above me. Okay. Yeah. So, how was the uh, the old courting phase? Was the he courting phase? I'm like, was he? I'm old. What do you want to do? I'm, do you believe in courting? Uh, sure. No, they just swipe left. They don't even fucking. No, uh, that didn't exist yet. I don't I think. Know. Maybe I it know. did. I don't know. Probably did. That's um. Fine. <laughs> we were pretty boring, but we just started hanging out all the time. And then we went and met my parents actually at an orthopedic conference in Memphis. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. We so just he met kinda the hit parents it at it. Well, it was more of a like they're gonna be in Memphis. We live in Nashville. Like let's just go over there. Yeah. And then yeah. Oh, so it wasn't cool. a big deal. But holy cheese. Did you holy cheese with? Yes. This is the highest point. Remember we were talking about how, Yeah, like, that's what I got up here. Uh, I tattooed this one girl. She had the smallest legs and the biggest torso. And I was like, really? holy shit. Yeah, the human body, like you said, it's amazing. So weird. But yeah, it is so, so weird. Like, just there's people that will get a tattoo like this, not make a sound. Sit there, breathe, whatever. Um, and just nothing, yeah. you know? And then there's you. I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually think after I broke my neck that the, like, sensitivity. I'm, like, over-responsive with a lot of my, like, reflexes and stuff. Yeah. Because, I like, I used to have, like, the highest pain tolerance ever. And then, like, literally afterwards, I would, like, step on, like, the babiest rock and, like, scream. Oh, then it felt like a Lego. Yes. Going straight into your... Okay, hold still one minute right about... It's just one of those pages that are like, oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> like pulling that that last one. You know. But when you said it wasn't gonna hurt you, what if I like punched you because it hurt? Then that would hurt me, a little. So bit. I don't think you can guarantee it won't hurt you. I can guarantee, for the most part. Yeah, there'll be some writing on these pages of the book. It's like I hate you. 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 A hundred times. <laughs> no, tattoos are. You know, they're very sensitive in certain spots and especially, like you said, after a trauma like yeah. that, that's a, you know, that's pretty crazy. I got into a car accident a while, you know, a long time ago, ago, ago. and um, don't, don't hold your breath. If you anticipate it, it'll hurt more. That's weird. Huh? You just want to relax. Um, you tense up like that. I know, but I can't you, you help it. To, you, you'll increase the lactic acid buildup in your body, and it'll hurt like a bitch, and then you'll feel like shit for the next couple of days. Great. Yeah. That's what I need. I know. If you straighten this leg and put that leg just back just a little bit, yeah, there you go. 
Um, yeah, tangent. <laughs> so, no, I got into a bad car accident, and um, after a lot of different, you know, doctors and all kinds of things, and my hearing and my, because I had neck problems also. Yeah. We'll get into that later, but the details wise, but in short, it was like, it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. Um, it wasn't as bad. I mean, or like nobody knew how bad it was because I didn't tell anybody how bad it was. I kept it all to right. myself, you know, even my friend that was, uh, that got, or that was with me in the accident. Didn't know. Didn't know. They didn't know how bad it was. Because back then, you know, I'm like, I was a kid. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have all this stuff. I didn't have, but the doctors that I did follow up with, they were dicks. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, well, kid, um, you don't have money to pay for anything. So let's just go ahead and, you know, write you off. Right. I guess. It was funny because I started losing like a ton of weight and I started, you know, everything that they said. So I don't know if it was psychosomatic, but it was really happening. And I left California to move, I moved to Utah to go live with my mom. And I, dude, she probably, when I got off the plane, you know, I'm thinking she probably thought I was on drugs. Probably. Like, just some craziness. But, um, I don't know, it's, it's a long story, so. I'll tell that on. Tell it when I'm not like this. This is your second <sighs> tattoo, right? Yes. The first one we did was your wrist. I can't really it see. Means, there yeah. it is. It's, um, it's Arabic. Four. Made into figural calligraphy, and it means crazy. <laughs> it literally means crazy. Yes. If you go like that, show them in that camera. I can't turn my wrist that far. No, I can't. No, I can't. No, you can't. Okay. No, I can't. <laughs> Remember, I'm not flexible. That's true. You cannot do a Valdez. I cannot. It's true. So Definitely not now. Yeah. So, um... Hey guys, I uh, just wanted to wrap up this episode really quick of Beyond the Ink. As you can see, my client is not here. <laughs> uh, she didn't take off or for any particular reason. There was just uh, pain issues. So, wasn't feeling it today. Um, we got a lot of the black work done. We got a little, uh, we got the line work, got the black and gray. Um, some of the shading was just hurting a little bit too much. Again, side piece, very, very hard. Um, one of those spots that it sucks, <laughs> just no way around it. So, um, I, I went ahead, we rescheduled, got a little bit more, uh, time for her to heal, time for her to, um, just basically regroup. So nothing against it, nothing, there's no problems as far as, um, you know, feeling bad or anything you know obviously you feel bad when you can't finish something something that you started so um just a little public service announcements for anybody that's getting tattooed or anybody that has you know um gone to establishments where they get really pissed off or they tell you hey man you gotta finish this you started it blah 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 you know don't even worry about that like seriously listen to your body your body is going to tell you knock it the fuck off stop doing this because again tattooing isn't a necessity it's a luxury and there's times where you'll 
you're physically going through this whole fight or flight where you're sitting in the chair and your body's telling you what the hell are we doing and why aren't we running away? There's a reason for that. It's that endorphin rush. It's that, you know, just holy crap, this is, it's, it's a weird feeling. And again, for those have, that don't have tattoos, do your research. Find somebody that in the event you have to cut out or do a second session, just make sure you vibe with that person. Do your consultation, do your research and find an artist that is going to be patient enough to work with you. I always say, you gotta vibe with your client, your client has to vibe with you. I'm not the artist for everybody. And I've said that before, far be it for me to ever wanna turn away business because that's how I keep the lights on. That's how I keep doing what I get to do. But in this particular instance, hey, I'm okay with that. You, I'd rather you be comfortable, I'd rather you know, listen to yourself, than have to push, push, push. What's gonna happen is your body's gonna hate you. You're gonna be tense, you're gonna be moving a lot, you're gonna, it's just not good. So um, all physiology aside, it just sucks. It's just not a good experience. And your tattoo experience should be something that's really, really good. You should be able to remember what you were doing, what you were wearing, hell, what you were eating, anything if you were, you know, prior to, and it should be a good experience. You should have something other than the art that you're happy to have. So anyhow, that's just my little public service announcement. Don't freak out if you have to cut out, find an artist that's gonna be patient, do it in some sessions or if you need to. Um, if you're still here and you've watched this whole thing, comment down below. Give me a like, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Follow us on all of our Instagram and, and social media. Uh, subscribe, share, tell everybody about this. I'm Matt Valdez. This is Beyond the Ink. Thank you again for watching. I look forward to showing you guys a lot more episodes and a lot more artwork. Um, as always, if you feel you have a great story and you'd like to be on here talking about, again, I tattoo all walks of life, white collar, blue collar, no collar. <laughs> What's your story? Let us know. Give us a, a, a shout out. Comment down below. Again, thank you for watching. Thanks for the support. I love it. Subscribe, subscribe, share, share. We'll see you guys next, next <laughs> tongue tied. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Beyond the Ink. Bye.